0: So Recently, I had the opportunity to sit down with Doug Self, the sports information director at Southwestern Oklahoma State University, and we talked about uh, just really this summer, how the pandemic has has affected things at his job, at the school level, at the athletic administration level, um, with the hiring of interim athletic director at SWASU, Todd Helton, who's been here for several decades um, and is a great leader for this for this school and for this time right now as, as Doug mentions in the interview but so here is the interview between me and sports information director Doug Self um today I have the pleasure of sitting down once again with Doug Self the sports
1: information director at Swassu. Doug how you doing? I'm doing great Graden. man great great and that's kind of tough back to back man it's good to be sitting here in person talking with you and you know you know let's talk sports.
0: Yes sir I'm, I'm very excited this is The first time I'm able to use my new equipment with my uh, new uh, microphone, the new podcast, Um, everything's kind of coming back into into gear a little bit. Um, So the first question I have for you as as a sports information director, um, it's been an interesting last six months. Uh, Things were shut down back in March after Rudy Gobert, thanks Rudy, tested positive for COVID. Um, Actually it was in Oklahoma City, so that was kind of ground zero, which was kind of interesting. Um, but the NCAA tournament was canceled. All f- spring college sports were canceled. Um, and then sports around the world, uh, professional sports were canceled or postponed. Um, but how has
1: COVID-19 really affected your job over the last six months? Man, it's kind of flipped everything upside down that we do. You know, um, usually towards the end of basketball season and through the spring is one of the times where kind of it slows down just in terms of sheer volume of sporting events we have going on, you know, once once baseball, softball, golf, and all that get going in February, in addition to basketball, you know, that's one of the busiest times of the year. So we were kind of right at that threshold where it was, you know, women's basketball was headed to the national tournament. And once their run would have ended, we've kind of slowly tapered off into summer. And then, then we have our downtime, you know, to, to recoup and regroup, get ready for the year ahead, make our plans that we would be implementing now. And instead we spent our summer just kind of in limbo wondering – What's going to happen? Um, you know, how do we how do we bounce back from you know, spring sports and everything getting shut down in the middle of their season, and also how do we you know prepare for a fall sports season ahead? And um, you know, as everybody knows by now, last week the decision was made to uh, to postpone those fall sports. So it was just it was just a weird time. It was a it was a summer in limbo. It was a spring in limbo, and now unfortunately it looks like we have a fall that's going to follow suit.
0: And I think. Um going back to to when this all started we all knew covid was a thing coronavirus however you want to say it um it was a thing but we all were like you know it's not not huge here yet and we're not going to have to worry about it too much and then as soon as as soon as one person got tested in the sports world it's like nope we're done and so i, I i've i'm interested in talking with some of the spring athletes who had their seasons canceled, um, and then even some of the the women's basketball team who weren't able to to actually play in the tournament. They got up there; they were what a, a day away almost. Yeah. And it's been a rough summer. Usually we have baseball to at least have in the background, um, and so yes, yeah, summer in limbo, a summer slowdown down is a good and bad thing. But I think if we'd have been prepared for it, I think it'd been a little bit easier to to understand and be able to, to handle it in a uh, in a way where some of us,
1: you know. It was it was rough there at the beginning because we didn't know what to do. Yeah, and I think the most difficult thing you find, especially from a sports perspective, is it's like you're up against an invisible opponent. You know, usually you're used to preparing. You know, who's next on the schedule, or what's the next tournament I'm going to, or whatever it may be. And now you're battling against something that is it's such an unknown. It's a it's a brand new thing in the you know in the medical world, which most of our student athletes and definitely all of us through you know here in in the athletic department, we're not you know professionals in that realm we don't you know you can you can only read so much and understand so much without truly being um, you know involved with those you know the research or whatever it may be to to finding out what's the best way to combat it you know usually you're used to having a game plan you follow a game plan this is how we're going to attack this opponent this you know the COVID-19 the coronavirus is completely different because there's there's no game plan where the whole world is kind of figuring out figuring it out on the fly and you know that's unfortunately that's i think why we're in the situation we're in
0: yeah and figuring stuff out on the fly for for an athlete for a guy who, who works in athletics like you is not always easy um, like you said a game plan that's what we're used to structure is what we're used to yeah. and as soon as that's taken away it's not that we don't know what to do It's just Okay, who's giving us the game plan? Well, there's no one to give us a game plan because they don't even have a game plan. So yeah, you
1: can't make your your halftime adjustments, right. or you know, you can't can't. All right, give me a timeout. I got thirty seconds. Let's come up with a new plan. It's just, you know, unfortunately for us, it's been the timeout has been all right. We're gonna take some time. We're gonna reset. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna kind of regroup, start fresh. And I think for me personally, it's all been about. Making the most of this downtime, which I usually don't have at work, you know, throughout the spring and you know, somewhat through the summer, and I think it's all about the mindset you attack it with. If you if you approach every day feeling sorry for yourself because you know because I don't get to do this or I don't get to do that, that's you know, yes, that's one way to look at it, but you're only going to bring yourself down more in the long run. You know, I've chosen to try and take this opportunity to better myself in certain ways, personally and professionally, and you know, here I am. I'm, you know, I'm not happy that we're not playing this fall, but you know, I'm going to have as good of an attitude as I can, and I'm going to try and continue to get better so I can be a better professional and a better person when that time comes around to, to get back to work you know, full gear. And I think once that happens, hopefully in the spring, after December
0: 31st, <laughs> especially us here at Swasoo, but once that happens, I think we're all going to have, number one, um, a better understanding of how to handle things like this that come up unexpectedly, but number two, a – definitely being more thankful for sports and athletics and the people we work with and all that kind of stuff i think once things kind of get back to some type of normal then we will definitely have a
1: better um a better attitude of being thankful for what we have and i've already noticed that just in you know the past two weeks um you know about august 1st is usually when people kind of start rolling back into town and especially like you know assistants graduate assistants things like that so you know my ga clemson lancaster made it back a couple weeks ago and get started working you know Jacob Cope the award-winning Cope Films is has been back in here I've had student workers slowly stopping by and you just see the different GAs and you know everybody getting back from their summer break so it's it's starting to feel a little bit more normal and so just having the opportunity to see more people on a daily basis even if you're seeing them with a mask on and (laughs) you know you're unable to shake their hands or give them a hug to, to welcome them back it's just nice to to have that human interaction again which is one thing that obviously it's it's for a reason. It's for a purpose, you know, to try and contain the spread. But, um, you know, it's it's nice to start seeing people again and kind of having those day to day interactions, which are you know kind of what life's all about. It's very true.
0: So you touched on it a second ago. Uh, the Great American American Conference, which uh, here at Swasu, that that is the conference we participate in. Um, we were, as I've heard and talked with people, we were the last conference in Division II to cancel the fall sports and obviously it wasn't uh an easy decision to come to um they they decided to postpone everything until december 31st is that correct that is correct okay so with that being said and you probably were on conference calls with every athletic director and every sports information director and the commissioner and
1: everybody and you know that 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 made this decision what went into that decision yeah so obviously decisions like that you never take lightly um you know Especially, I think the number one thing you would hear in those calls are, um, you know, we just had to tell a group of fall sport, or, uh, spring sport athletes and winter sport athletes that they weren't going to be able to finish their season or they weren't going to be able to, to compete for the championship, that they'd earned a spot in that tournament field. And so I think the, the biggest thing that you heard was, I don't want to have to tell another group of students that you can't compete this year or, um, you know, there's no championship for you to chase after. Unfortunately, you know, that was the sentiment, I think, for most of the summer, um, and that's why the GAC held on as long as they did, is because everyone was adamant that we're going to exhaust every resource we can before we say, you know what, guys, we just can't do it. Um, I think there was a lot of optimism through June and July that we would get to the point where, you know, we'd say, we got to at least try, Um, but unfortunately, the you know, the numbers and the data just kept trending in the wrong direction, and, um, you know, it just the the risk outweighed the reward and you know i think you know it was it was a gradual thing you saw a lot of conferences some back in california shut it down all the way back in may or early june and then basically once you got past the fourth of july it seemed like there was two or three dropping off every week and then at the beginning of august the ncaa kind of made their mandates um their uh suggestions of you know how to proceed with each individual sport and then um the the championship aspect of it. You know, the week before the GAC made their decision is when the NCAA Division Two decided there would be no fall sports championships. They'd be cancelled. Not you know, not postponed to the spring, cancelled. And so I think that was the point when you started looking at it and saying, Well, if there's if there's not going to be championship events this fall, if it's not safe enough for championship events, is it safe enough for us to play? And I think that was kinda once you saw I mean it was a trend at that point. Like it was it was only a matter of time, I think, that last week and That was kind of the part that's just it's frustrating for everybody is because you feel like you know what's going to happen you're just waiting for it to fall and then finally you know the presidents got together last friday and had their vote and um you know the the word we're using is suspended you know there's no nothing's canceled at this point it's all just postponed they're still hopeful to get games played in the spring and as many of those athletes can compete for their championships or at least you know compete some people this may be their last year um, in college and they've already got plans beyond that to move on so we want as many of those people to be able to to finish out their days as a student athlete
0: and when when I I'm not gonna lie when I heard the decision I was I was pretty upset um, it was we were I was just sitting at home um, and and heard that that we weren't gonna have fall sports and um, I know that feeling personally um, not playing football at last year and then I saw a lot of things on Twitter talking about how, I don't know how to be a regular student, and somebody's like, hey, help me out, how's this work? And I, 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 I tweeted back at him, I said, it ain't easy. And I think that is something that a lot of the athletes, when we do have things return, they will be mentally prepared to handle whatever happens, because this is completely new. And when you are told you can't do something, especially as an athlete, the majority of us, and people that work in athletics, we're gonna do everything we possibly can to do what you said I can't do, and so with COVID, I think a lot of a lot of us are just sitting waiting for our, the next opportunity to show up, so where we can say, yeah, we beat this, we've come back, and we're we're stronger and better than ever. And I think, like you said, we're we're doing everything we can to not use the word canceled, postponed. Um, you know, we're gonna to wait to see what happens in the spring, obviously. And I think that's a big a big deal to, especially mentally, um, for, for the student athletes and the coaches who who this is a lifestyle. It's not just something we go out and do every single day. It's something we enjoy. It's something that's a part of us and it's not easy to let go of. Um, so I think that's huge at the GAC especially. Um, I think that says a lot about our presidents and uh, our commissioner and our athletic directors who said, we're going to hold out until the last possible second. and do everything we possibly can to number one create a safe environment for our student athletes and coaches but to give them the opportunity to come do what they decided to
1: do when they were 18 years old to come to college um, and and along with that um like you said when you first find out it's definitely I think that's one of the biggest fears is it's it's a blow to the morale you know for an athlete to hear that and i think one of the the main reasons they went ahead and put it as a suspension through the whole fall is they've had it pushed back enough times you know the schedules the football schedules changed twice since May and you know um, there's just it was too much influx there for too long you know you're kind of leaving them on the fence of will we or won't we it was time for them to know one way or another and um, you know most of the returns I've heard from our coaches is most of their teams have approached it with a pretty positive attitude and even it starts with the coaches you know you can you can approach the fall as man this is awful not having to practice and um, you know, not getting to play games all throughout the fall, or you can say that you know, for once we're not just immediately thrown into the fire. We can take time to to meet our teammates, you know, bond and come together as a team. Spend more time in the weight room or conditioning or whatever it may be. Focus on our health, um, our nutrition, whatever it may be, and use this as a time to get better as a team. So that way, when that next time comes, whether it's next spring, whether it's further down the line, whatever it may be. You're in better shape to be a better team and a better family, and I think that's um, that's something I've heard a lot of our coaches preaching already, and that's that's what you love to hear because I think that's the attitude you have to take. You got to take this negative of, oh, I don't get to play football, volleyball, soccer, run cross country this fall, and turn that into the positive of I have a chance to get better at my craft for when that day comes that I get to compete again. And that's
0: the biggest thing as an athlete, not only to work on yourself, but if you're on a team that's always fighting, always, you know, not together, then it's not a team, and you're not going to be able to uh, compete and win against a guy, a team who may not be as good as you independently, but they play together as a team. And so that's that's going to be huge, like like you just said, for a lot of our a lot of our teams. Um, so talking about more of the the administration stuff. Um, so here at Swasey, we promoted Todd Helton to interim AD back in March or May. Uh, what are some things that uh, he is most concerned with at the moment? I know you've probably maybe haven't had as many chances to talk to him because I know I've tried to talk with him a couple times and he's just been swamped with meetings and him being in his position now, he's probably got almost double the, double the duties, but what's uh, what's kind of, he, where, where's he
1: at? Uh-huh. That poor guy is everywhere right now. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm equally parts excited and scared for him at the same time because I'm excited because this is, you know, there's no one that bleeds blue, bulldog blue more than Todd Helton. He's been here since I think 1985 player coach administrator and now the interim athletic director but i'm also nervous for the guy because he's got this is as poor of a time as you could be thrust into that position as any Um, and i think he's made the most of it i think he um has shown great leadership to our coaches and our staff and you know he's he is that guy he's the first guy here and the last guy to leave and he's um he's putting in the time he's still kind of doing two jobs right now because he's still handling compliance meetings and um you know, meeting with the teams, doing all the paperwork for the NCAA. And then on top of that, you know, COVID's brought, um, you know, a bunch of new waivers or new circumstances and which is, you know, he's on meetings, I think on Thursdays, almost all day long. So, um, you know, but he's, there's no one else I would rather have leading us right now. Um, you know, I go into his office two or three times a day just to ask what I can do to help because, you know, while compliance never stops you know my my part of the job has you know the covering of games and stuff like that has slowed way down so I'm just trying to do whatever I can to, to help him out and help you know just help our athletic department our teams our student athletes our coaches be successful but um, you know coach Elton he is he is a busy man right now so if you see him you might just uh, pat him on the back and say hang in there and we're going to get through this.
0: Yeah he was able to or we we had the opportunity for him to come out and help coach uh, I think our Offensive line a couple of years ago uh, when I was a freshman, and there was just a different energy when he was on the field, and maybe it was just because he was this, this athletic director at the time, and we knew we couldn't really mess around. But he did bring a certain type of energy, and every time I, you know, I talk with him, he's always got a good mood. He's always been in a good mood. He's uh, got a smile on his face and doing everything he can to make sure uh, us here at Foster are number one, taken care of, and you know, doing everything we're supposed to do. On the administrative side, that way we can do everything we can on and off the field uh, to just promote this university the best way possible. Um, so I'm, I was really happy when we announced that uh, back in the spring, and I can't wait to see you know how number one how he handles this, um, and number two what the future holds for him um, if if he's able to to get the uh, athletic director job, which I think he should. But you know that's for that's for another time. Um, so the next question I've got: um, You've obviously been a part of all those meetings um, that led to the decision to postpone everything. Um, so what, right now, currently, are some of the step, next steps that uh, next steps or next decisions that need to be made um, over the next couple months to to potentially have either football in the spring, fall sports in the spring, all sports in the spring? What are, what are those
1: decisions that are being talked about right now? You know, it's kind of weird because I think we've kind of reached the point where there's no decisions that need to be made imminently. And what I mean is, you know, the decision has been made to push, you know, push things back. I think we're at the the wait and see portion because we need to see how our teams react, you know, if they're allowed to get out onto the practice fields, courts, arenas, whatever it may be, um, and be around their teams, and can they do that responsibly? And if And when someone inevitably tests positive for COVID, are we able to, you know, isolate that person, allow them to self-isolate and, you know, heal, you know, get back to being a part of the team without it causing a further outbreak? So I think that's the biggest thing right now is and and not just within an athletic standpoint, but also from the campus standpoint, because it's inevitable. There's however many thousand, you know, three thousand, four thousand people on this campus right now statistics say inevitably someone's going to get COVID and are we going to be able to to keep it from spreading or you know is it going to is, is it something that spreads so easily that we're not going to be able to control it so I know it's it's a non-answer really I'm telling you but I think I think we're kind of at the point where we just need to see how we can handle what the the virus dictates to us and if we're able to do that successfully I think we put ourselves in a position to you know get back in competition this spring. And I think that's honestly the best answer you could have gave because
0: from our standpoint from from a fan or from a reporter's standpoint it seems like you know there are decisions being made almost every single day because things can change within a matter of hours we saw that in the spring once everything got shut down but also I think it shows that we're waiting to make the right decision and waiting to see what the right decision is instead of okay just shut everything down because I think that, number one, scared a lot of people. There's still some people that are too, um, too concerned to go out and that definitely hurts a lot of other things going on. Um, but I also think, like you said, the campus, a lot of people are coming from all over the country to one enclosed area and gonna be close with people again and you know, trying to live a normal life as normal as possible and then the athletes interact with everybody and then that's why i think the nba went with no fans uh, the uh, major league and pro soccer all around the country and it, it's weird my dad my dad and i were talking about the nba and how it, he said is this a scrimmage and i was like well the game we were watching like was right the game we were watching was a scrimmage but at the time i told him i said that's how at least until next season or next year this is how sports are going to be carried out uh at least at the nba level and that's like is that not weird for the guys i said oh it's definitely weird um a lot of people have said that it's just it feels like a, a practice with the, another team it doesn't feel like an actual game and so then bringing the energy is is definitely different but i think i think that is the right decision to just wait okay we've done everything we possibly can continue to keep those precautions up but also don't make any hasty decisions to either cancel something or when and then maybe a few weeks later you can you know you're able to play but you've already canceled it and so things just are falling apart and you made too fast of a decision so that is that's really good by number one rgac
1: but the other conferences around the country and i think with what you mentioned um that's the difference between college sports and pro sports, and I've I've seen that question a lot. Is well, why is the NBA and the, um, you know hockey able to do this, and college sports you're unable to? Well, the difference is is you can't put a bubble over a campus, um, you just can't. Kids are you know kids need to get out and do whatever they may do. They gotta get, get to work, or you know got people living off campus coming to and from a campus, and you can't just you know you can't just bubble that all up. Whereas the NBA, you know they've got enough money riding on the line that they can pony up and, and make that work. And it's been great to watch. Like you said, it's like a, it's like you're watching summer league NBA, but with the real players playing, you know, not just the rookies.
0: Right. Um, so the last kind of question I have for you wrapping up, um, what are, I think we ended this the same way when I interviewed you back in the spring, what are some encouraging words you would give to the people listening right now? I know things are crazy. I know right now you, you, you're not going to be able to watch your, your Bulldogs play football. Um, or, or play basketball or volleyball, run cross country, all those fall sports aren't going to be happening right now. What are some things you would say to the fans, um, to, to even the student-athletes that, that are going through this right now? Because I, personally, I know it's not easy. But what are, what are some things you would say? I mean,
1: you just have to, you have to start with you, just, you have to hang in there. Um, you know, um, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that you have no control over. But to me, you know, the number one thing you have control over is your mindset and your attitude. And so, you know, like kind of go back to what I said earlier. I think that if you approach this fall semester, you know, as a as an opportunity to get better academically and put yourself on a better path to to finish out, whether it's you know whether it's finish out school quicker or raise your GPA or you know take an extra class so that way you know you're not going to be as busy in the spring, whatever it may be. Um, but it, but do it with a positive attitude and do it with, you know, with a goal in mind. Um, and you kind of mentioned some stuff along that line earlier. Um, I just think that that's that's really all it boils down to at this point. I think, you know, there's so much that, that we don't know, so you just have to continue and attack it one day at a time um, and just do your little part each day to make your team better and make yourself better and make – you know, then in turn makes this university better, this athletic department better and this community better.
0: Yeah. And that, that is, that's going to be huge. Seeing how our athletes, our students, our administration handle everything um, mentally. And I used to think, you know, mental wasn't that big of a deal, especially in high school. I was like, I'm way I'm bigger than everybody else. I don't have to worry about it. Well, the mental side, especially during college is something you have to make sure you're taking care of all the time and it's huge i know i again i know personally i know you probably have a hundred stories where you know i just let myself think the wrong thing too many times and it just put me in a bad spot but keeping the right attitude keeping a positive attitude making sure the people around you are doing the same and surrounding yourself with people who are number one taking care of their self physically but also mentally is huge and that right now like you said is the biggest thing um, for for our athletes and for our students to do, um, because there's so many negative things in the world, There'd be that one positive light that you can be.
1: Yeah, and put yourself in the position to win. You know, when we get to you know New Year's Day, 2021, you can look back and say from August, whenever from August 15th or 17th when school started till now, I did. You know, you have something tangible. You can say, I did this, this, and this to make myself a better student, a better student athlete. Um, you know, better man woman better friend whatever it may be but you have something that you can look back on and say i took that time to better myself as a person and you know you know you set yourself up for you know more success down the line well doug i appreciate you taking
0: some time out of your crazy busy day to to meet with me uh, and talk with me about what's going on we really appreciate it anytime graden go dogs all right guys this will be posted soon um we will be adding stories. Uh, the Southwestern newspaper is going to be bigger than ever here in 2020. Uh, we're going to do a really big push to make everything accessible a whole lot easier, give you guys more and more content to, to keep updated on your university. Um, and make sure So make sure you guys check us out. Uh, we're on social media everywhere, the Southwestern newspaper. Um, so go check us out there. And uh, this is Greg and signing off. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.